Everyone, if you would, stand up on your feet. Just, I know we've been uh, worshiping. Um, let me catch this before it starts rolling. All right. Let me just take a, a survey of the room. Um, and I know, I know it's close to finals. We're at the end of, we're at the end of this thing, wrapping up classes. People are doing projects. But I want I want to take a survey of the room before I, I dig in. Um, if the Lord's been good to you at all, I just want you to just wave one hand, wave one hand. I want you to look around. Look around this room. Look up in the balcony. All right, hands down. If the Lord's been real good to you, I want you to wave both hands. Come on, look around, look around. Look around. I'm doing this for a reason. All right, hands down. Now, even after all you've been through, and I'm not going to lie to you, I've, I've been through some stuff this week that it's funny that I would be preaching today after all that I'm under the pressure of right now. But when I begin to look back over my life and think about how good the Lord's been to me just this year, one hand ain't good enough. Two hands don't do the job. But if you are like me, you have to raise your voice like a trumpet in Zion. I want at the count of three for you to give the Lord the greatest shout you can muster up. I mean, one that they can hear. Make, make, the, make the windows on the outside of the, of the sanctuary shake because you've got so much left in you. So much joy, joy, joy. At the count of three, I want you to let it release in this place. One, two, three. Come on, come on, come on. Glory! You're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. You're good. Lifting those hands, let me pray. Lord, bless your people through this time of worship and word. Let me decrease. And allow your spirit to increase. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in the matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Um, I know uh, he said a couple weeks ago that he doesn't, he doesn't love the fanfare of this, but I, I do, and I always want to give honor where honor is due. And um, can we just honor our president, um, my friend, and the, the lady of the house? Uh, I just call them Pastor Scott and Lady Karen. Can we give God praise for them?
Very few, very few people are equipped to take leadership in what seems to be an amazing time and walk headway into the tumultuous winds that you have done and be able to sustain and live. And I wanna thank you because God has placed a mantle on your life to be a shepherd for these students. It's not just the president, but you're a shepherd. And Lady Karen, what you all bring to this, to this school, what you bring to this body is so necessary. It's not by happenstance that God would place you here right before all hell breaks loose. You know hell's in the Bible, I just wanted to say. And you are here for such an appointed time. And I believe this. My mom, my mom used to say this. You know how parents used to say things, you didn't quite grasp it. My mom's favorite saying, Dr. Williams, was eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for you. And I want to just say that you're walking into an eyes have not seen season. God is getting ready to open up many, 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 many doors because you have led in the midst of turmoil. Not everyone is equipped for that. And I want to personally thank you for being the under shepherd and being the leader in this season and in this time. Can we give God praise one more time for President Hagan? I want to give honor to um, my good friend Josh Edmond. You have spoken into this space and you have really helped to shape the culture um, to dig in and dive in in this chapel. Um, and I believe that a lot of these young people come because you have been a leader in this space to speak to the students. So I want to honor you. And um, thank God. Come on, let's honor him. Let's honor him. Yeah, and I'm, 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 and 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 uh, Jeff, I just had to hug you. I had to hug you a little longer because um, Jeff, Vinny, you guys have been, um, you have been true brothers to me um, since I've been here. This is my fifth year. Can't believe it, and. Um, when we came, you all girded us, and I thank God for you all. I thank God for you all. All right, can we jump into the Word of God? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask, I'm gonna ask again. Y'all should know me by now. I like response. Can we jump into the Word of God? Yeah. All right. I want to look at this passage. I, um, before we jump into the passage, I want you to get the passage ready. It's Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, very familiar passage of scripture. Um, before we jump into that, I just want to let you know, um, when I got the, the um, ask um, earlier this year about preaching 
um, this week. I said, you know, I didn't even look at the date. I said, Doc, put me wherever I, I'll fill in because you're my friend. I'll, wherever you need me to fill in. I didn't realize it was going to be right before finals. It was going to be the day of final presentations. I didn't realize that the week before my one of my cars got stolen. I didn't realize that, um, you know, my other car, my wife's car broke down in the middle of a whole bunch of performances. Um, that's why I wasn't here yesterday because I had to get that together. I mean, I didn't realize all this kind of craziness was going to happen. I didn't realize that the week before this or the, the couple weeks before this that my wife, who just overcame cancer, would be diagnosed with a whole different form of cancer. And I didn't realize all of this would happen. But the Lord said, I, what you did realize is that I gave you a word for the year. And that word has never changed. So let me just tell you what the Lord, this is how the Lord talks to me. Now, I'm just going, you know, I keep it a buck. I keep it 100. I keep it, I keep it real raw with y'all. So I, I just want to let y'all know, me and the Lord, we have these kind of conversations. We talk, we talk 100, you, you know, like, you know, have you, y'all got friends that y'all just talk, you just kind of have shouting matches where you just talk to them and be like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how me and the Lord talk. So we keep to 100, we keep to the buck. And the Lord told me as we were getting ready to start the, uh, Jeff, you've heard this, uh, as we were getting ready to start the, the, the school year in September, he gave me this word and he said, I said, Lord, what is the word for the year? I've been praying this and for, since I was pastoring for a while. Lord would give me a word and I would preach that word throughout the year. And the Lord said, this is what I want you to live. This is what I want you to preach. This is what I want you to exist in. And I said, okay, well, Lord, what is the word? He said, live. And I mean, he came so quickly and I was just like, OK, Lord, um, that, that was kind of quick. Let me let me pray and meditate on. It. He said, you don't have to pray. You don't have to meditate. This is what the word is. Live. All right. Some of y'all, some of y'all ain't catch this yet, because see, some of you guys are merely existing. You're in this place, in place in time. I'm glad to see you, babe. But, uh, that's my wife. That's coming. I'm calling her babe. Uh, um, some of you are in this place. in time. Y'all be like, who are you calling, babe? All right. She's coming in. All right. Some of you are in this place, in this space where you can't wait for the semester to be over. You're ready to go home. Matter of fact, you're like, let's just get out of the year. Let's get to the new year. I'm tired. I'm ready to give up. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm all of these different things. I know some of you guys can raise your hands. You can raise your hands. I see it all over the place. And guess what? I want to let you know, even in these, what's today? Today is the what? Today is the sixth, so that means we've got, what, 25 more days left. I believe that God is big enough, bad enough, and bold enough to perform a miracle before the year is over. Do I have about 10 people that can really, really, really believe with me and jump up and say, Lord, perform a miracle, perform a miracle. I'm feeling a little bit better now. I believe, I believe, and I'm, I'm believing for my house. I'm believing for my house. I'm believing for my wife. I'm believing for my son. I'm believing for my household. Can I get that more? I'm believing not just for my house, my household. I'm believing for everybody that my neighbors. I'm believing for, for, I'm believing for my students. I'm believing for my mentees. I'm believing for our faculty. I'm believing for the staff. I'm believing. Okay, nobody catching this yet. I'm believing for you. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he believing for you too. I believe that before the next 25 days happen, God is going to perform a miracle in your life. Whatever it is that you stand in need of, he is able to perform it and bring it to pass. Is there anybody in here that can clap your hands real fast and say, Phil, Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. So God has given me the mandate to go and preach everywhere 
live. Someone shout live. live. And I was sitting in the back of the chapel the other day, kind of right where you are, Wayne. I was sitting back there and Dr. Tennyson was preaching and I got a little nervous because I realized, oh, man, I'm about to preach next week. And Dr. Tennyson was just wearing us out. He was just he was he was just walking up and down. He didn't even had a stage. He was just having everybody was laughing. Everybody was walking with him and he was breaking the word. And he was extrapolating the word so well. And I was just like, oh, my God, I got to get up in and do this. And the Lord said, preach from this. And I'm like, I don't want to preach that. I want to I want to preach live. I want to I want to preach this. Other. I got him something that's on fire. He said, no, I want you to preach this. And I said, OK, God. And so he gave me this particular passage of scripture and it goes to Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Read this. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Hmm. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And Jeff, I was like, I, that's so Christmassy. I don't, I don't really want to talk about the Christmas thing. I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I really didn't want to, you know, but, but I, I looked around. We got, the, we got the garland going up. We got the lights, I think, out in the way. We got a Christmas tree over there. Wonderful Christmas tree out there. I said, it's Christmas time. But can I dig into this just a little bit? I'm asking y'all permission. Can I, can I dig into this a little bit? All right, y'all gonna make me come on down there. Can I dig into this just a little bit? I began to look at this and the Lord said, you gotta look at the context of the scripture because you gotta see who wrote the scripture. And, and theologians, they, they argue to see if, uh, if Isaiah wrote all 66 books or if it was Isaiah, if it was, uh, uh, or his pupils and all that kind of stuff. But for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that he wrote this. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he wrote the whole thing. I'm just going to say all 66 chapters is, is Isaiah. And, and Isaiah, he's sitting there and they, were, they nicknamed him the eagle-eyed prophet. Because he could see so far off, but he could talk as if he was presently there. For unto us a child is. This, is. this is hundreds of years, centuries before Jesus shows up on the scene. But he says, for unto us a child is born. A child is born. He he, he goes both forward and backwards all in the same thing because he got, you got to understand, to really understand the gravity of this text, you have to go all the way back to the garden. Somebody said, what's that got to do with the garden? She, I see the look. She's like, what? Huh? The garden? What? Okay, here's what it is. You got to understand in the garden, when Adam and Eve fell, he says to the serpent, I curse you to the ground. And after he was cursed to the ground, he then sets in motion with his words. God does. He says that there will come a one that was born of a woman that will his heel will crush your head. 
He sets it forth in the first chapters of Genesis in the garden. He talks about and that's our first time we see a messianic prophecy speaking forward thousands of years. And here comes Isaiah in the midst of chaos, in the midst of calamity, in the midst of all of his judgment that he's speaking. He said, for unto us a child is born. Colin, unto us a son is given. I had to pause there. I said, wait, 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 wait. He could see so far into the future that not only did he see, he didn't say, for unto us a child shall be born. He spoke as if he was there in the manger. Mary's push. He's like, push, push. Push, girl. You, you got that. He's, 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 he's painting this picture. So if have anybody, okay, I'm about to date myself. Anybody ever seen that movie called Back to the Future? What? Y'all been watching all them old school movies. All right, Back to the Future. I love that movie because he would get in there and he would go into the future and then he would come back. Right, and then the next one, he went back in the past and he would come to the future. So all these kind of things we'll see and you'll see this. But here, here the first Back to the Future was Isaiah. He's sitting there. And he goes into the future and he's sitting there and he says, why he's writing for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Watch this. Here's how amazing it's going to be. Because when he comes, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be craziness. It's going to be people that are anxious. There's going to be people, they were, it was a time of taxation. It was, they had to go and pay these taxes. They had to do all these different things. And they were so ridiculed that even after he was born, he had to go hide in Egypt. All of these things were happening. And he says, and the government shall be on his shoulder. Dr. Williams, the government. I said, whoo, it, it, that, that, kind of, that kind of works right about now, right up and through here. I don't know about you. I, I just stopped watching TV for a while <laughs> because I got tired of all the vitriol. I got, got tired of all of the, the slinging, the mudslinging. I got tired of all of the politicizing. I mean, on both sides. I just got sick of it. I couldn't handle it. I just I didn't want to see it anymore. And I was like, can we hurry up and have the election? Let the thing be over and everything. And it, it seemed like it would we, it died for half a day and then it's kicked up and it's gone again. And I'm just sitting there and I said, you know what? At the end of the day, the government shall be on his shoulder. Am I going to vote? Yes, I'm going to do my thing. I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to do all of those things because I believe that that's our duty and that's our right. But at the end of the day, whoever is in office, God is in control. Do I have about five people going to throw your hands up and say he's in control? He's in control. He's in control. Now, originally I said, Lord, I want to teach these two students to live. I want many. I want to give them a rah-rah so they get ready to go into their finals and go ready. I'm going to give a rah-rah to all our professors who are like me who got to catch up on your grades. And, you know, okay, I guess I told all myself. All right. And, and everybody who's got to, needs a rah-rah just to finish strong. But God said, no, I don't need you to rah-rah them. I need you to rah-rah me to them. I said, uh-oh. He says, let them know who I am. Here's the danger of being in a Christian university. You can be lulled into a sense of security 
where you forget the wonderment of God. Let me preach over you. I don't want to ignore y'all. You're doing such a great job. That's my sis. You can come to a Christian university. You can come to chapel. You can come when it, at the beginning. You all know when it comes in, the lights dim down. You guys don't even go sit down. You come right up here, and then you get to position. And then before the first song goes, you go like this. When the song's over, the lights come up, you go sit back, and it has a little rumbling. And like, oh, wasn't that fun? That was good. Oh, they sang really good. The team was amazing. Oh, wow. Well, that was a new song. That was good. Joy, 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 joy. I got that. Oh, that was great. All those kind of things. And then you sit there, and what happens is the weight of the world is sat in your lap. And so the same joy that you just displayed here. When you go sit back down, you can't hardly hear the words that are coming out of the preacher's mouth because you're so clouded with anxiety. You're so, it's like your blood pressure is boiling in your head and all you can hear is... You hear everything but the word of God. That is what the enemy will try to make you do is to separate the time of worship from the time of word. And not realize that they are both in the same. Really? You should just stay here and camp out on the ground. Get the word in you. Why? Because you're more attentive when you're not comfortable. My mic on. My mic sounds nice. Test one. All right. I was a hip hopper back in the day, you know. So, so, so what happens is, watch this, watch this. What happens is, we get comfortable in our Christian shell. We walk through the wonderful skyway. We don't even have to go outside unless you come to men sing. God bless you. I love y'all. I love y'all. Right. You get comfortable. And then you have challenge. And this is when the Lord said, this is when you need to remember who I am. I am. Watch this. Wonderful. Wonder. That means he's full of wonder. That means that he will baffle you with his goodness. He will baffle you with his amazing ability to turn things around. Some of you are like, I don't even know if I'm going to pass this class. Do you realize that the Lord will give you the amazing ability to turn everything around, turn all your papers in, get the stuff in, and have the ability to pass the class? Some of you have not even registered for next semester because you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through this semester. Register by faith. I wish I had somebody. Register by faith. I don't know where the money's going to come from. How about you know Jehovah Jireh, the provider? Okay, okay, all right. Let me go right up in here because y'all y'all looking at me a little strange. All right, well, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know if God's going to do this for me because, you know, I'm dealing with anxiety. We, well, we're going to get to the anxiety thing. Well, we, well we, I don't know if I'm, he's going to do. He's such a wonder, full of faith and wonder. He will come to your rescue, and he will do it on his own. He doesn't even need your help. All you got to do. It's say, you, you, okay, let me ask you, let me ask this. I got to take one more survey. Do we believe in God? Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. 
I'm looking in the back. All right, hands up. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? All right. Do you believe in the gift of his Holy Spirit? Now, it amazes me that we believe in all of that, but then we don't think that he got no power. If we are here and we get this power at the altars and we begin to speak in the tongues, we believe that he says, I'll give you power to be witnesses. I will be I'll give you power to go. I will give you power to do. It's not just power to speak in tongues. It is power to live. Someone shout live. All right, let me, let me go to the next thing because I don't have to have another, another scripture and, I'm, and I don't want to be over time. All right, I got two minutes. All right, here we go. No, let's go back to the other scripture. Let me go back to it. One more, one more. Here, here it is. It says, he's wonderful. He's a counselor. Someone shout counselor. When you have depression, when you have things going on in your mind, the first thing, a lot of people used to ask me this, how do you get over this? How did you get over losing your mother and losing your father when you was 25? Start pastoring when you was 25. Your wife was just 20. How did you get over losing your mother after that before? And they never seen your children. How do you get over that? I said, I just did. Some of y'all don't like that. I had to choose. I had to choose this day who I'm going to serve. Either depression or God? Am I going to allow him to be my counselor? Am I going to allow him to be mighty in my life? Am I going to allow him to be wonderful in my life? God will be a counselor when you sit down and talk to him. And I'm not talking about, oh God, how, oh how, hallowed be thy name, oh Father God, thou art the thou art the thou with. I say, God, hey! You see me down here? Hello. I need some help. I can't do this by myself. Your word says, see, my dad always said, if you know the word, you can pray the word. Your word says, you will be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. I need to figure out which steps I need to take. The Lord, your word says, okay, all right. I don't have time to to crank it up. Then it says, the mighty God. He's mighty. Someone shout mighty. Mighty. The everlasting father. His fatherly ways don't end. You realize, I heard this old preacher say, God does not have any grandchildren. I said, what? He doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has children. His love is boundless. He will leap over walls and go through troops just to get you. He will fight battles for you. When, when, when we got the, the diagnosis originally of Tawana's uh, breast cancer, the first thing I said, well, God's healed you from different things before. He'll do this. I said, okay, God. And we watched God miraculously heal her. We watched God just do things. And they were just like, how, do you, how's your energy? My wife, my wife was up preaching, doing stuff like this, going, traveling all across country, doing, going out, outside the country and all kinds of stuff. And, and people would say, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, this is the joy of the Lord. I'm, and, and, and she never missed a beat. So then when this colon cancer thing came the other day, it shook us. Jeff, it shook me. I was in the middle of worship. And I didn't think I was shook till we was in the middle of worship the other day in our college chapel. And I couldn't even sing. I was just sitting there and saying, oh, my Lord. I don't know what song we love. Oh, my Lord. And everyone was like, what's wrong? What's going on? But I I began to cry out to the Lord. 
And the Lord said, this is, this is how the Lord talked to me. He tapped me on my shoulder. He said, did I do it before? I said, yeah. He said, well, can you trust me to do it again? All right. I haven't told you to write anything down, but write this down. Type it. Text it to yourself. Tweet it. This is what this is the word of the day for you. All right. Here it is. I principle I've been teaching the Lord has been making me live out these last few weeks. Trust. Isn't trust. Until you have to trust. Let me say it again. Take that home with you. Trust isn't trust until you have to trust. You don't need to know God as a prince of peace until you have chaos in your life. Trust isn't trust until you have to trust. You need, all right, you can go on to the next one because here's, 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 my, here's one of my favorite verses. You can go on to the, to the next scripture. It says, here's, here's, here, you got to realize Jesus was sent to be born, but his whole purpose was to die. Seem kind of cold, but it, it's what it is. Y'all can come on up, man. Y'all can come on up. We're going to get ready to close this out. Yeah. He uh, says this, but he was wounded. Now, Here's how, here's how far ahead of time Isaiah goes. He shows up and is in the manger. He says, for unto us a child is born. But then he goes past the cross and looks back and it says he was wounded. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. In past tense, in other words, he says before it even happens, I'm going to tell you how good God is to send his son to do this. He was wounded for our transgressions, for our wrongdoings. He was wounded. He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquity is the root of sin. The chastisement, he said he'll be, he'll be our prince of peace. The chastisement, what cost what is the cost for our peace? The chastisement, the bruising, the beating of our peace was upon him. And Tawana, this is my, this is my, this is my word for you. This is my word for anybody who needs healing in this room. This is my word for those who are going through financial problems. This is my word for you who are getting ready to go home and you don't know what kind of household you're going to. This is my word. He said, by his stripes. We are healed. The Bible says, when you look at it, it said that he was whipped with the cat of nine's tails. It said that his back looked like chopped beef, looked like ground beef. His face was unrecognizable. They hung him on the cross. They whipped him, they beat him. All of this so that we could be reconnected in relationship to God. When we rah-rah who he is, we can live out who we are. Everyone's standing. I want, I want to do this. I want, and I know I'm over time. I want. He loves us. Oh, how he loves He loves us. 
Oh, how you should sing this song a little differently now. Come on. He loved the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And by his stripes we are healed. Come on time. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, he loves. Oh, randaramashe so nananamashia. This is how I want to, I know I'm over time, but this is what I want to do. I want to, I want, at the count of three, I want you to charge this altar. Because I want you to pray that God would do what only he can do in these next 25 days. I want 2023 to be a wonderful year, but I want 2022 to end strong. And I believe I'm not the only one that needs God to do a miracle. I'm not the only one that needs God to bring away. I'm not the only one that needs God to be the Prince of Peace. I'm not the only God that, the one that needs God to be the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. I'm not the only one that needs him to do what he only can do. And so at the count of three, I want you to charge this altar, and I want you to begin to bombard heaven with your worship, bombard heaven with your praise. If you have time, God has time. One, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Two, well, hallelujah from wherever you are balcony all around three come on charge this altar charge this altar come on come on come on let's raise it up come on he loves us he loves us come on oh oh how he loves come on worship God worship worship he loves us come on he Come on, bombard heaven with your worship. Open your mouth. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, he loves us. Just the music, come on, lift up your own song unto the Lord. Come on, lift up your own praise unto the Lord. Come on, let it let it be a sweet savor unto the Lord. Come on, come on, come on, lift your voice. Lift your voices, O Zion. Lift your voices, O Zion. Lift your voices. The Lord said he will draw nigh unto you, but he needs to hear from you. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs>